0: Please keep in mind that past performance is not indicative of future performance. In this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, Kate and I are talking about business pivots, all of those small businesses that have adapted to COVID-19 and the restrictions and kind of made a go of it in spite of all the uncertainty and, and risks associated with starting a new business. We hear about stories of an eco-accommodation lodge that has turned into a bakery. We hear about stories of personal trainers who now sell kettlebells and all different types of things in this episode. If you run a small business or if your friend or family member does and they've made one of these pivots, we'd love to hear about it. So email us at podcast at rask.com.au and uh, if we like what we hear and if it's pretty inspirational, we'll share it and promote your business on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we hope you enjoy this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Kate, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast.
1: It's good to be back, Owen, on another sunny morning in Melbourne.
0: Yes, it is indeed. Just looking around my shoulder. It's a bit frosty, but it's lovely. What are we talking about?
1: Well, hopefully we'll be back doing things in person at the Mm. moment. But at the moment, we're going to be talking about some of the interesting business pivots and side hustles we have seen over the last few months that have emerged out of the coronavirus and I've been amazed at some of the things I've seen mm. um, on Instagram and Twitter and on the news of what people are doing during this time. Like it's been, there's been really awful bits, but there's been some amazing examples of businesses turning things around and changing their business model to ensure they survive and can keep employing their staff during this time.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like, um, you get a lot of bad news uh, when there's a pandemic on, right? You get like negative, like the the morning news mm. reel is just a red background and there's virus and there's this and there's death and whatever. But then, um, and there's also the economic news, like unemployment, business closing. But then there's people, and it's like if I could conjure my inner politician, the good old Aussie spirit, you know, mm. she'll be right. And people out there just innovating and thinking of cool ways and unique ways to make money and to keep their business afloat. And we've got some of them here. We actually tried to crowdsource some of this. I think you did a lot better <laughs> job than I did on Instagram.
1: Yeah, we had some some definitely really interesting ideas. But I, I think, I mean, I when I was doing some research for this episode, I wrote, is Zoom the obvious winner here? Because, well, they didn't really have to pivot, but they had to do a lot of improvement on their technology because it went from a product that some people used to suddenly a product hundreds of millions of people were using almost overnight. Mm. Um, and it became where schools were running their programs. It My university was on Zoom suddenly all the workplaces were on Zoom. I mean, it just, it's amazing how um, one company has gotten so much business from this.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think it was Microsoft that said that they've, because they obviously offer that cloud 365 or whatever it's mm. called. Um, and they said that three years of demand or two years of of demand was brought forward into just one quarter. So what they expected to make in these online businesses that they have over two or three years, they got that in just three months. Um, so like people forcing the transition to cloud and digital products and solutions. But I mean, those bigger companies, a lot of those tech companies were well-placed anyway. It was already Mm. like Zoom. Like I've been, using, I've been using Zoom for years now and same with all of the others like Google. And, you know, we, we built our business on cloud-based products for the exact reason that we wanted to be able to work from anywhere. But um, there are other smaller businesses that, you know, physical businesses that we're about to get to, which absolutely hadn't, they had nothing to do with the cloud. And all of a sudden they've realized, holy heck, we need to do something and we need to do something now. Um, mm-hmm. and then it's not only just, not only that, it's also, done, they've also done something kind of unique. Like they've all kind of put their own spin on something or, um, like a side hustle or like a little business quirky thing that they had. And they've really just pushed, pushed limits on what they thought they could do and what they could charge for. So, um, again, you've done a really good thing with Instagrams, seems people are a lot more forthcoming there than on Twitter. But, <laughs> um, you know, I think one of the obvious examples we've spoken about before is, um, I heard of someone north of Sydney who made alcohol and particularly like um, like gins and that type of thing because it's very in vogue at the moment. <laughs> um, a lot of gins and, and what have you, and they transitioned to making hand sanitizer because it's alcohol. You know, they can apply that to to, to little pumps and, and and send them out, and and it worked really well for them. So that's a that's a that's a really obvious example of how businesses can p- pivot pretty quickly. Um, I, I saw a lot of examples of businesses
1: doing hand sanitizer, everything from, yeah, as you said, the local brewery um, and even a lot of um, skincare brands because they did have those products and they had the facilities and the clean spaces to produce that stuff. So it was sort of businesses taking what they already had and the facilities they had and the staff and the training and actually using those materials and those facilities to create something new that was actually helpful Um, I think it was one of the sneaker, was it Converse or one of the sneaker brands was actually making face masks as well, which was quite funny. Um, And a lot of people have started side hustles as well, just making face masks and posting them out online via Etsy and Instagram. So it's been, yeah, a lot of people have really just quickly switched to creating things that people actually needed at the time.
0: Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where there's kind of like, you have your main business, then you have this ability to transition it to something that can be done online or mailed out to people. But another so another example with, with that is um, I, there's a really nice gin bar down here in Melbourne. Is gin like a recurring theme in this podcast? Why am I going on about it? But mm, uh, maybe It's have getting you through the through <laughs> the months. <laughs> Actually I'm on red at the moment, but yeah, uh, I've one, but um, so this gin bar in Melbourne, they're really, really popular just down, down in Richmond. And, Um, obviously their business is ground to a halt in the middle of them trying to do a renovation. And well, they said, well, we'll make, we'll make the cocktails and the, and the the drinks for you and then we'll send them out. So it's just like a home delivery service, like any other, Mm. um, but they will make the cocktail for you and then deliver it to you on the night. And, um, it's just a, again, it's just like a little thing that they can do. That's what they were already doing. Then they just adapted it to fit kind of the current environment. Um, another one that we talk a lot about is PTs, personal trainers, people still trying to be fit and, and healthy. Mm. And, and that's one of the hardest hit areas because yeah, all the gyms had to shut. Yeah. And it, I mean, fair enough, right? With, um, <laughs> you know, people touching things and what have you. But <laughs> with, um, with PTs, there are a lot of PTs going online, doing classes through Zoom, you know, all the rest of it. Um, I, I heard of one, thanks to Nick on, on Twitter, who said that his friend Anthony, who runs this. Um, PT studio in Manly, it's called 100 Strong. He turned his PT business um, obviously into an online business where you can do classes or even mobile. But he also then has branched out into doing, um, to selling kettlebells online. So, you know, the Mm. the weights that you lift because they're so in demand, people building these home studios. And then another thing was he's um, now taking it one step further and um, educating other personal trainers through an online trading system. So, Um, You know, these things, the the great things about, the great thing about these types of transitions and pivots, Kate, is that they wouldn't have happened unless there was some sort of catalyst to to push them into it. Mm, And a lot of people would never have considered um, moving their business to do X, Y, Z
1: thing, but it just presented the perfect opportunity to just try I mean, there's probably a bit of outlay into buying some kettlebells, Um, (laughs) but it's definitely an in-demand area. And I know all the major fitness stores were saying they had been completely raided of all their fitness equipment. And it was going to be months before they got more supplies in from overseas Um, because we don't normally sell that many like kettlebells and dumbbells and all that sort of stuff. And suddenly the demand just peaked. And I, I found it really interesting to see, I think Amazon were posting about all the things that people are buying that they're not normally buying. And, um, it's just been really interesting to see what did people actually want in a pandemic when they think they're going to be stuck inside their home for months. And do you remember any of the things
0: were that caught you out?
1: Oh, it was definitely like baking ingredients because Amazon seemed to have everything. I think this might've been in us perspective, but, um, gym gear stuff to do haircuts from home, (laughs) no one was going to the hairdresser. Um, what else? There was a lot of Lego. Um, And definitely puzzles and bicycles. (laughs) But I I think everyone, like I'm seeing a lot more people on bikes nowadays and not everyone knows what they're doing. So (laughs) I have heard there's been an increase
0: in bike accidents in Australia because of all the new riders on the road. Yeah, it's interesting. Like a lot of people say to me, um, you know, we can't go out and do these things with the kids. So we have to make it as an excuse to be exercising. And what is a good thing to do with kids? When you're exercising is ride a bike. So uh, yeah, I can definitely see that happens. And if I could just switch to my financial educator hat here, (laughs) if people have ever wondered what capitalism is, uh, you know, you, you hear about it in movies. Capitalism is when things present themselves, an opportunity presents itself and there's demand for a particular service or product an entrepreneur or someone who has the skills will go in and offer a service and try and make money from that. And so this is the important thing about capitalism as opposed to most other things is that oftentimes things need to fail in order to spur on innovation. And so when you see things like coronavirus and you hear about people buying bikes, it's because um, there was a a reason for that to happen. And then a supplier came in and filled that, um, that void and added value to their life. And that's what we talk about when we talk about capitalism. If you need to ever explain it to anyone, that's the beauty of it. And that's why it works. Um, the reason why you listen to this podcast is because we get value from it. Kate and I love doing it. It's also good for our respective websites and what have you. Um, and this is the, the type of thing that comes out of a, a dark period is innovation when you, use cap- when you have capitalism. So um, I just wanted to air that in there because a lot of people don't understand what it means, but now they probably get front and center uh, a visceral experience and understanding what it means. Anyway, that's an aside. Kate, what's another example of someone who's done a business pivot?
1: Um, another one when I asked um, my Instagram followers about different ones they'd seen in the community um, was a company called Winkle Group. Uh, so it's an Australian business that usually does interior store fit outs. And they've pivoted because mm-hmm. people aren't fitting out interior stores if no one can go in them at the moment. They've pivoted to producing and selling I'm not sure if they're producing, but they're definitely selling and fitting uh, sneeze screens and protective screens for office spaces and retail stores. So when you go to the cafe and you go to Woolies, you see all those plastic screens. Um, I I had a look at their Facebook page and they had definitely fitted out a few Aldi's among other different shops. So um, that's a really interesting thing because no one ever needed a protective screen in front of the cashier before. And suddenly that was a thing we needed. So businesses had to step up and fill that gap and some businesses have and hopefully for them it's quite successfully
0: yeah that's a really good one that's a really good way to add value um use your existing skill set and and supply chain to add value to these big stores um i think that's a really cool thing like they kind of come out of nowhere right like you said that there's no no place had um, other than 7 Eleven, who occasionally had the wires across so no one could jump across them. And, <laughs> <take> <laughs> and money I guess the banks, <laughs> and, and the, and and the banks and the banks. Yeah, the banks. And like the travel exchange places. Yeah, they're all pretty, um, pretty tightly held behind there. But um, yeah, the, for just a general retail store, it, it makes sense just to put a plastic screen in front of everything. Um, mm. So that's kind of cool. And um, this is a, the next one that you've got is actually uh, it comes from Frugality and Freedom on Instagram. And uh, I think it's a really cool one
1: yeah so she um she sent me a message, but she was a festival manager, and she did a lot of project work, and now she's turned into a virtual assistant, so she's helping a lot of different businesses um fully online with their projects and work and um I was talking to her the other day, and she said she was working on like video production projects and working with someone on their podcast and doing some editing and social media, so all sorts of different tasks that you can do to free up time in someone's Hmm. life, but you can do it online. And that's a virtual assistant is probably something that's going to be a growing area because firms realise they need some extra support for this particular project, but they don't want to employ a full-time person to do it. So they can actually get virtual assistants to help um, in the times they need the help. And then they can just sort of cease that relationship when they don't need it. So they don't have to deal with having a full-time person.
0: Hmm. That's a really cool um, little trick and probably something that a lot of people can adopt, right? It's not necessarily, you don't need to come up with this grand plan and become an entrepreneur overnight. You can actually just, you know, take up one of these other, I mm-hmm. guess, services and, and kind of supply skills there. That's a really cool one. Um, the next one, uh, Kate, that you've got, I've got to say, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's probably something I didn't expect you to come out with.
1: Yeah, no, this is another suggestion I had from a listener, but it was a, it's a company called Jira, Jira Retreat and they do eco-accommodation and tourism. So they had, obviously, people weren't allowed to go and stay at places anymore. So what they did is, well, they must have already had a wood-fired oven, but they've turned, um, as the, the reader put it, full ISO bakery. bakery so um, they were baking mm. all sorts of beautiful things. I'll, I'll put their Instagram page in the show notes, but... Um, so since one arm of their business couldn't operate, they were suddenly providing all sorts of baked goods to the local community. Um, and I thought that was an amazing pivot. It was quite, quite two, quite different things, but, uh, mm. it seemed like it'd been happening quite successfully.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I've heard of quite a few stories of, um, like chefs or cooks and that type of thing. Um, those people in those professions, they've been making home Cooked meals for people, so they do deliveries. Um, you know, I think that's a really good way to unlock kind of the the supply that you have. So you've got this asset that can create something of value, and mm. um, it's not really living up to its full uh, potential. You can use that, and and you can use that as kind of a way to make money. And I think this is a really cool way. I never would have thought I would have heard someone who runs an eco accommodation, um, you know, service to then go and become quote unquote a bakery it's, it mm. it's, it's, it's unreal. Like I love it. It's, it's great. You know, talk yeah. about um, innovation during a time of um, uncertainty.
1: And another one I'd actually um, seen from a, a local place, they um, were a, a restaurant usually had like hundreds of people every night, but since that couldn't happen, what they were doing is they were selling um, takeaway meals and all that sort of stuff, but they were doing isolation packs. So they would um, drop huh. off uh, more, Lunches and dinners every few days for 14 days. So, if someone was having coming back from overseas, this was a few months ago, and having to isolate, they'd bring them sort of 14 days of meals in sort of multiple tranches to locals. So, I thought that was quite good. And they were also doing um, meal kits. So, they'd um, and then live cooking classes. So, you would they'd drop off the meal kits during the day of all the, diff- the food items for the three course meal. And then you'd log on to Zoom in the evening and cook for three hours it's sort of a cooking lesson and demonstration over Zoom and you'd everyone in their house would have the same ingredients and you'd all cook together. Which I thought was amazing. Mm.
0: It is. That's just uh, again, like it's when people can get creative like this, it's just unreal. And it's kind of like uplifting because it gives you, I guess, hope in the in humanity when you're seeing all these pretty scary things on TV and business closures and whatnot. Um this this yeah. next, this next one you've got, Kate, is um, so I, I gotta say, I kind of roundabout two degrees of freedom know this person, so um, I'm pretty familiar with what they do already, and I gotta say, this is um, someone who makes uh, a food service, so we've got cakes, and uh, ha- has already kind of struck it big in terms of Instagram and all that type of stuff mm. on social media and the marketing, really nailed that. Um, I'll let you explain who she is and what she does, but uh, and I guess how she's transitioned recently too, I think it's a really good story.
1: Yeah. Well, her Instagram handles Sweetbakes. I, I I couldn't um, place when I started following her, but I think it was only because of the pandemic anyway, but she was an a author and a, she made cake. She did cooking classes, all sorts of things. She has definitely nailed Instagram. Um, but anyway, during the pandemic to raise people's spirits, she actually started uh, this cake mail service and it did gain some press because it sort of inspired a lot of other people to do it as well, um, cake bakers. But they were selling um, like like a little subs- one-off subscription box online and you would um, put in your address and everything and she'd make a, a range of different small cakes that would last quite a few days and express posts them all around Australia. So she was doing hundreds at a time and everyone um, like, especially I think sometimes she was doing it more around Australia or other times sort of like Vic in New South Wales, because Australia post at some points during this uh, last few months was uh, very, very slow. And so everyone could wake up and get some post and have cake inside there to eat. And it just, I, I definitely recommend checking her out. I just thought it was a wonderful idea um, since people were stuck inside and it just brought joy to a lot of people's life. And she did a, um, a mother's day special as well. So people could order a mother's day gift and it was a, a small cake and also a candle. And that got posted, express posted all over Australia. And so, um, people had something sweet and fun to have on mother's day.
0: Hmm. And just, just to confirm that you can find them on Instagram, find her on Instagram, Sweet Bakes, And, um, She's definitely not the only one that does stuff like this. I've got a friend who, and by the way, they're in the in if we're called potties, so people that do podcasts are somehow called a potty, um, which sounds a bit weird, but cake makers are called cakers. I learned that on the weekend. And I only found that out because a friend of mine is also a caker and and does these wonderful designs on on cakes and then and now has adapted to doing it online. And it's just a, a cool way to kind of inspire people and First-hand experience, you know, someone has a birthday. More recently, you you couldn't go to them and and send them a cake for their birthday or send them something nice. So I was, I ended up um, going around to all these websites that I would normally go to or restaurants that I normally go to to try and send a cake or some cupcakes to one of these people whose birthday it was. But I found that I'd process the order and then I'd get an email to say, sorry, we're not open right now. Um, Your money has been refunded. Mm. And so, people that actually took it upon themselves to make a service that actually delivered cakes and and delivered these products. It's, it's actually just, there's a massive demand there Um, because you don't stop eating cake just because you're in coronavirus, right? Probably eat more of it if you're like me. (laughs) So, so I think this is a really, really cool thing. Um, Kate, do you have any more? Is that the last one?
1: Um, They're probably the main ones I've seen. I mean, a lot of the local businesses have pivoted that I've seen to a lot of home deliveries because they can't afford to sort of lose that cut on the Uber Eats app. So they have actually been implementing um, Shopify or various platforms onto their website very quickly. So I'm I'm sure there's been someone that's been offering those services to um, help stores that haven't been digital before suddenly have an online ordering system or online shop. So that's probably another area um that's been growing i haven't heard anyone personally offering that but I'm, I'm sure someone is there behind the scenes um and it's been really interesting i even saw i i did see some like prayer market there was a, a group organized to um so you could get food from each of the stores and have that delivered to your home so i think it's really sped up that change into home deliveries for things um and services that you might not normally have delivered to your home and um, I think it's, it's brought some industries forward many years um, in terms of home delivery. I think a lot more people are probably going to use Woolies and Coles home delivery in the future, um, even
0: out of this. Mm. I think that, that, that definitely, you know, we talked about at the top of the show there that there are some businesses that what we, we would call bringing forward the adoption curve. So mm. the, the uptake of certain services has definitely been sped up uh, at the same time. You know, we're hearing news this week. I don't want to timestamp this podcast too much, but we're hearing news <laughs> this week that, you know, there are some losers from this, you know, um, mm. in particularly in media. Print uh, media. Uh, print Huffman. media. Yeah. I mean, that the writing was on the wall, unfortunately, yeah. for a long time. But then, um, you know, other services um, such as um, restaurants that were probably teetering on profitability for many years and, and couldn't really make ends meet. Um, they're probably, you know, facing some pretty hard times now too. But maybe yeah, they. Can no, go I know. I saw
1: Hopeton Tea Room was suffering. That was Hopeton Tea Room. What is this? Oh, it's in um one of the arcades in the city in Melbourne, um. But apparently, it's like oh. one of the most famous tea rooms, and the windows are so beautifully filled with cakes. Anyway, oh. you obviously don't get around town much, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Uh, But Anyway, I I saw an article yesterday and apparently they're trying to desperately find a buyer. Um, But there's a lot of brands that are really large brands like Kiki K and um, some of the other retail brands that are really struggling. And if they don't find a buyer, they might just disappear for Mm. good, which, I mean, is terrible. But it might also provide an opportunity for some sort of savvy entrepreneur to open up in that gap.
0: Yeah. And that's, again, that's where it comes back to. It is terrible when these businesses go out of business but if they go out of business it's because consumers aren't using them in the first place so um, there's a reason for that and um, that's where someone else comes in and fills the gap. Uh, I I, I walked out of the office speaking of getting around Melbourne I walked out of the office uh, earlier this week and across the road there was a a dry cleaners that said proudly 35 years in business and then that obviously was in there that's been in the window for a couple of months Um, and then there was a sign put up this week saying closing down so I mean, mm. so you see a lot of things like that where it's very, very sad. Um and things are going to, I guess, change for them and for the people yeah. that run those businesses. Um, I guess if we could, you know, glass half full kind of thinking, if we could apply a more optimistic view of things, well, maybe things are starting to get better. Maybe the, a lot of these businesses don't need to go out of the business. Maybe um there are new fantastic things that come out of coronavirus that um as we've shown in this this program. You know that that are actually going to be for the better. So, um, you know, I think if we, as we go about our business, just try and be a bit more optimistic and um, just focus on the positive things that come across your your plate each day, rather than um, the things that are, I guess, a bit sad. But mm. Kate, I think you've provided some great uh, great inspiration for people to to jump on and um you know to maybe lay behind so we've got, we'll put all of the links yeah,
1: support the these notes. smaller businesses so i would definitely put them in the show notes as well and i i think it's just sort of an opportunity to consider that if you are starting a business or you're a side hustler or a freelancer how can you keep yourself flexible to embrace the new changes mm. and pivot and take advantage of uh, things when sometimes the timing is really right to do this particular thing and you could, um, yeah, really turn your business or idea into a great direction.
0: Yep. And if you have any ideas and, or if you've done this, you've done this recently and you didn't see our Instagram or Twitter posts, please write into us. You can write into us, podcast at au write into us and tell us about what you've done. Uh, we're happy to talk about it on the program. I'm happy to give you business or yourself a shout out if it's something that's really interesting. So please, by all means, um, we love to hear from you and to hear your stories and, and I guess the positive things that you're doing with your business. Mm, uh, absolutely. Kate, how can people find out more about you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus and howtomoney.online.
0: Cool. And I'm Owen Rask on Twitter and Owen AU on Instagram, or you can find us at www.rask.com.au. Www.rask, and um, of course you can take one of our courses or anything like that online too. Cool. Kate, I really appreciate your time today. I think it was a really uh, enjoyable episode. So thanks for joining me.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for listening guys.